welcome to the ABI online radio show where you're about to hear from industry experts that will share their stories and advice on how you too can learn from their expertise and life's experiences. And now it's time for the next interview, so let's get on with the show. Hi everyone, it's Fred Gillen again, your host on ABI online radio. And today I have a lady from Queensland and it's Lisa Murray. Now Lisa is the Australian founder of Created Alchemy. It's a thriving international business which invites you to nurture your ideas into life with ease and to get off the merry-go-round of should. Um, she's an MBA qualified business mentor and facilitator. Lisa's vision is to make work into a playful, satisfying adventure. So Lisa, can you just give us a bit more of an introduction to yourself, you know, where you started, um, what got you into this, and obviously where you are now, and then we can get into the chat. So welcome yeah, to the show. Yeah, Yeah, thanks, Fred. I'd love to. Okay, so wow, where will I start? I think I should start, like nine years ago, I worked in corporate, I had a huge job, and I was so severely burnt out, I couldn't put a coherent sentence together. And so I quit my job, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I just knew that probably working for someone else wasn't going to be a part of that. And so I have had nine years of adventures after I got over that initial sort of um, intense burnout. And it's been a really interesting time because I always knew I would run my own business. And I, I thought that I didn't have the ideas that, you know, I would enjoy. And what's happened over these nine years is that, of course, there's been so many ideas, it's almost like I don't know where to stop now. And so, you know, one business leads to another idea, which leads to another idea, which, you know, just keeps going and going. And so one of my most recent projects was actually writing a book about the burnout. Um, and so that other people could maybe find a different way forward than the sort of normal treatments that don't always work for everyone, because they certainly didn't work for me. So, so what, um, what made you go into like when you say the out? Like, did that really affect you, or did it? Like, did you take a year off, or how did it? How did it actually manifest itself? Yeah, well, I quit my job because I couldn't really stand up. Like, I, you know, three hours out of bed, and I was just cactus. I, there was nothing really um, that was working for me, and I had a lot of different treatment, and none of it really made a big difference. Like, people were saying to me, basically, you're going to have chronic fatigue. And you're going to have to be careful of your energy for the rest of your life. And I was not, you know, I was like 39 at that time. And I was not willing to accept that as a way of living. I was just like, no, nope, that's not going to work for me. And so I really just started exploring all kinds of different ways forward. And one of those um, in the early stages was really around looking at creative energy and how I might be more creative. Because what I realized was, because it wasn't the first time I'd had burnout. I'd had burnout like three times. And in all of those cases, I had really lost all of my creative energy. And so what I realized was that was something that was really essential for me to feel energized. And so I had quite a big exploration in the beginning about, well, what does it take to actually feel energized? How does that work? You know, and whilst it's different for everyone, I, I think what's really true is that most of us, when we're working nonstop, when we're just, you know, keeping our head above water, when we're just showing up doing the thing we said we'd do that's not really um living in the true sense of the word yeah no i get that i mean i've, I've been in corporate and worked in the project management space and sometimes it gets a little bit overwhelming and you know unless you're going in enjoying what you're doing every day um it's it's draining mm -hmm. yeah look totally and 
And I think the other part of this that became really clear to me over time was that unless you're working in an area that really taps into your brilliance, at some point you're going to run out of energy for it, you know. Because when I looked at the jobs I'd really loved and the ones that I hadn't loved quite so much, it was always where I was really tapped into what I was really good at without even realizing I was really good at it, you know. And I think for so many of us, we, we kind of have this idea and then we kind of get stuck in there somewhere as if, oh, well, now that I've had this idea, I have to stick with it, you know, because there's a lot of points of view that, you know, you, you have to keep, um, you know, don't change your jobs too often. Like I used to change my jobs about every two, two and a half years. And my friends would be like, oh, my God, have you got another job? As if there was something wrong with me. But literally for me, it was like I was so bored within one year that, you know, lasting for two years was a freaking miracle. And it's one of those things, I think, that, like, for me, that that creative energy was just so strong and, and such an essential part of how I express myself in the world that without it, it felt like I was dying. And I think for all of us, we have these things where we have a brilliance, we have something that is so strong within us but when we don't really listen to it when we ignore it it actually starts to make us feel like we're dying and you know this now really is one of my big missions is to have people move towards choosing that which makes them happy that which actually makes them thrilled to go to work so, so how do you actually isolate that like if somebody's um you know, the nine to five job and they, they're not really thinking about the future when they should be, but they're not really thinking mm-hmm. about it. How do you actually isolate their brilliance and point them in the right direction? Yeah, that's a very good question because me, it took quite a long time because I've been, I think, looking at that for many years before I got the burnout. Um, and ultimately how it came for me was partially through um, a psychic who was really into life direction and partially through experiments. And I really, um, I think both of those things worked very well. There was a lot of other things I tried that didn't. I tried career counselling, you know. I tried just swapping jobs until I found one I enjoyed, which always worked for a little while, but eventually I'd come back to that thing of, oh, I'm bored now. And the one good thing about having my own business is I never get bored, right, because I can always just add a side project and no one's going to tell me that I can't. And so that's one of the really awesome things about being able to actually find that thing. And what I would say about brilliance and, you know, really working um, with what is your gift is often it's more than one thing. And so what you need to look at, and, you know, even just doing a little sort of treasure map of all of the moments in your past when you were really happy, when you were really enjoying what you were creating, whether it was through work or, you know, through a personal project or whatever. Because when you start to look at it, you'll start to see some threads of similarities in there. And, you know, creativity was that for me. It was like, oh, just about everything I've ever enjoyed had an element of creativity in it. Maybe I should start there. And writing was another part of that for me, you know. And so this thing of like looking at the patterns of the past and seeing where you were really happy is very helpful. I think um, having side projects and experiments is also very helpful because rather than like quitting your job to go and be a chef or, you know, quitting your job to go and do that thing that you do as a hobby that everyone goes, oh my gosh, you should make a business out of this, you know, because I have um, friends that I love to cook with and every time we cook, people would say to me and my friend, oh my God, you girls should open a cafe. And we're both like, no way. There is no chance ever that we're going to do that because we know, <laughs> you know, that that would take the pleasure out of it for us, you know. And yep. so it's like you, you need to get a clear distinction between what 
gives you pleasure and what would not be pleasurable if you had to do it. It's that thing where when you take away the choice a little bit, is it still going to give you pleasure? You know, for me, writing is that. Like I can write nonstop, day and night, very happily, unless my body's like, okay, enough on the computer, which is a slightly different thing. But generally speaking, you know, a career as a writer works for me very well. And so I think for most people, there is this bit of experimentation. And the way to do it is through the side projects, through the experiments that actually allow you to see, well, if I did this all the time, would I even like it? So with the side projects, do you, do you, um, do you want to share some of the, the, like I know you've got your coaching business and, and uh, that side of the business, but do you want to share some of the side projects that you've got running at the moment or, yeah. or have in the past? Um, yeah, you know, it's really funny for me because I, I started so many things that have then turned into a part of my business and it's hard, in some ways it's hard to distinguish what was a side project and what wasn't ultimately. But it's interesting because someone the other day said to me, but Lisa, your book's a side project. And I was like, what? Are they? You know, because to me they're so much a normal part of my creation. And so, I, I mean, because I've written two books so far and, you know, there's definitely quite a few more on the way. And so the books for me were just a thing to, I guess, find an avenue of an expression that I didn't have in other ways and the first one I kind of did because I just wanted to get one done the second one actually had a lot more flow to it and a lot more ease and it was really enjoyable and sometimes side projects are like that you could have kind of find out how it works the first time around and then the second time it becomes really fun um, and it's interesting like for my living beyond burnout book I'm in the midst of creating a quiz that will actually allow people to get a really clear sense of a lot of the things we're talking about today. It'll actually show them where to start if they're feeling a bit tired and fatigued and whatever. And to me, that's like a little side project because it doesn't really fit anywhere particularly, but it's just something I would do for the pleasure of it. You know, I have um, an art practice that is a side project. And interestingly, it ended up giving me the branding for one of my businesses going back a couple of years ago. And it wasn't the intention. It just was one of those things that sort of happened. You know, and so what I find often is if I if I follow what intrigues me, if I follow what I enjoy, then it leads me into a space where it can contribute to everything that I'm creating in my life and my business. Does it's that a nice sense? lifestyle, isn't it? Well, I've created it that way, and you know, yeah. actually, okay. So I'll give you one more example that maybe will be inspiring to people. Because when you say that's a nice lifestyle, when I quit my job. One of my funny little things that I set myself was, what would it be like to have a business where literally everything I enjoy could be tax deductible, you know? And I kind of was half joking with myself, but half not. And literally I've got to this place where that is pretty much the case. You know, I, I went overseas, um, oh gosh, it would have been about six, seven years ago now probably, um, because a friend of mine said, hey, will you come and run a class over here in Sweden? I was like, sure, why not? Sounds fun. <laughs> And, you know, it was just one of those really random things. I'd done a, a speaking gig, like, as just contribution for an event I was at. They said, would you like to do, a, you know, a nighttime speaking slot? I was like, sure, why not? And a lot of these things have come from this sort of thing of, sure, why not? And it wasn't always comfortable. I want to say that, like, I did not enjoy speaking when I first did it. Now I'm really quite comfortable, but it took a bit of getting used to. And so this thing of sort of saying yes even when it's uncomfortable, definitely leads you places because that one trip to Sweden led to five years of going to Europe every year at least twice. And literally, I'll probably, I didn't go last year, but I'll probably go again this year. And usually for, you know, somewhere between four and eight weeks at a time. And it's been amazing. I've, you know, run events 
in, I think, I don't know, 10 or 12 or 15 different countries now, kind of lost track. And I've met amazing people, you know, all over the place. So it's like this thing of where you start out doing something for the curiosity and it leads you actually into something that gives you revenue that actually allows you to pay for what you enjoy, you know, and to be paid for what you enjoy. Yeah, and, and um, minimise the amount you give to the taxman, as you said before. Yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. You know. so, so on that, who is, who is your ideal client or what, what is your you know, main <laughs> source of income? Oh, my gosh. That's a funny question because it does change from year to year because you know, I've also got a lot of online projects that I run. And so, um, gosh, I don't even know how to answer that. I think what I would say, though, is that my ideal client is someone who has a vision of where they wish to lead the world and maybe they don't quite know how to get there and maybe they need some support and some encouragement you know because I work a lot with people in the creation of their ideas I work a lot with them in the expression of those ideas and for me it's like when someone has a vision when they've got that bit of burning desire inside them to really create a change in the world and they're, they're living it and they're, you know, they've actually got this thing that's quite tangible in their own world, but maybe they haven't spread it on a wider scale. That's something that I really love to, to you know, contribute to in terms of how they might bring that into the world in, in more tangible ways that actually, you know, can be created as a business or as a very lucrative side project either way. And, and you mentioned there that you actually have um, online... So is that an online course or just um, modules or, or yeah. how does that work? Oh, gosh, I've got everything. I literally have everything. <laughs> you know, Fred, you're probably going, oh, my God, she's crazy. And I am in some ways. I think but you need to be to I be have, in this game. Yeah, well, yeah. And, you know, for me, I have a very flowing way of working, which allows it all to work. And I, I don't put unnecessary pressure on myself. You know, I've finally trained myself out of overworking, which is a marvelous thing. Um, so, yeah, I have, um, well, online... Currently, I have two memberships. One is called Amplify Your Energy, and it's all about working with people who either have burnout or have recovered from it but are still a bit, you know, wondering how it's all going to work, or people who are, like, getting close and really would like to prevent it. And that's all about, you know, how do you manage your energy and how do you actually allow your work to work for you rather than you working for it and killing yourself in the meantime. And then I have another one, which is called Business Alchemy Lab, which is also a monthly membership. And that is really for people who want an intuitive, creative, playful sort of approach to their business growth because I don't actually believe in working hard. Um, you know, before I talked to you, I had probably about a two-hour nap just because it's hot and I could. And that's really how I like to work, you know. It's like I, I like to work in a way that's really flexible and that still allows me to create, you know, a really good life, um, both financially and in terms of what I create in the world. And so then I also have random telecalls and all sorts of other things go online, you know, because I have quite a big international audience now because of, you know, all of that traveling. And so I do run things that are, you know, online and monthly and whatever that allow people to then find me, you know, in different ways so that I'm not having to travel all the time. Because interestingly enough, once I did all that travel, I realized that I don't like doing it all the time. It's quite exhausting. And so... <laughs> Hence, I stayed home last year. And, um, yeah, so it's just a really interesting thing. Like, sometimes things are good for a while, but then you want to have a change. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, I look at what I've, you know, done over my career and multiple careers through, you know, the years. And it, it, probably things last two years, three years maybe. And then yeah. you just get a different focus and you move on to something else, something new. 
and and with technology changing so quickly now, it's important that we can that we can actually do that. Yes, look, absolutely, and you know, I think there's a lot to be said for for being having the courage to give up something that's no longer working for you. You know, I mean, I remember when, so when I quit my job going back all those years ago, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was just kind of like, well, I need to do something that brings in a bit of money while I'm getting better, but, you know, let it be easy, please. And one of the things I started, I really loved the idea of it, but it wasn't really going that well. And the same life direction psychic who really sort of started me on the whole creativity and, you know, various other things, business coaching and different things, she said to me, um, you're going to have to give that up. It's not going to take you where you want to go. And I cried for three days because the idea of giving up something that I just created, I was just like, oh, my God, I was heartbroken, you know. Yeah. And, but in hindsight, I was so grateful for her in saying that because what it did was it made me realize that you don't die from giving something up. You don't die from changing something. And, in fact, it always creates greater. And so that's been a very marvelous thing to know. And so now I can let things go so easily once their time is done, you know, and that's a really, truly a gift because I think we're taught to hold on to things as if, you know, nothing better will come. Whereas every time I've been willing to let go of something, there's always been something better that has shown up and always something that was more enjoyable or, you know, that gave me something I hadn't had before. So when you talk about giving something up, like were there some flags that, you know, got raised just to say, oh, this isn't going any further, it's got no momentum now, it's, I, I need to wind this down or just stop? Like what, what would um, make that decision for you? Oh, yeah, a lot of different things. Um, I think the first thing is if I'm not enjoying it anymore. So I am a little bit strange. I talk to my projects, I talk to my ideas, and I basically, once I'm not enjoying them anymore, I say to them, here's the deal. Either you change and you become something that's fun for me or you die. And it's really interesting because some of them are like, no, 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 I still want to be around. And they're really clear because, you know, people, like I used to have this website for my coaching business and I was always like, oh, I need to fix it up. It's terrible, you know. And people would come to me and they'd say, oh, I love your website. It's fantastic. And I'd be looking at them like, what are you looking at? You know, because in my <laughs> eyes, I didn't look like that at all. <laughs> but that, you know, that business and that website really wanted to still be a part of my life, even though I had moved on to a lot of other things. And so in the end, I eventually just moved the coaching bits into my main website that I have now. But it was just really funny at the time because it was just so clearly saying, but I still want to be something. And so I think that's part of it. Um, is the thing of, you know, if you're, not, if you're done with it, then it has to transform into something else. And even, you know, my business alchemy lab that I run the monthly membership for, I've been running it for 18 months. And in the last, maybe three or four months, I was a bit like, oh, you know, it needs fresh energy. It needs something different. And so I had a little bit of a chat with it, and it showed me a totally different way forward. And so I'm in the midst of putting that in place, and all of a sudden I'm excited about it again. You know, and so this is so where sometimes it just needs fresh energy. And so you can literally just ask the question, does it need to be killed off or does it need fresh energy? Now, I've had whole books that I've written that I've killed off. And the reason for that was that either they didn't want to be in book format or they weren't right for the time or they weren't flowing. One thing I find is if something doesn't have a lot of flow, if it doesn't have a lot of ease, then that's, so that's a bit of a hint either to do it a different way or to let it go for now. Because some things will come back to you in another form and usually when they come back to you, the form is better than the first one you thought of. Um, 
And, and I just think, you know, the thing of letting go is literally like, is there something else that could be greater? And if so, what would I like to create? And just following, you know, your awareness and your intuition on that because we don't have to hold on to anything. There's so much work I think is done in the name of should, you know. Um, and whereas I look at everything as a choice. And so every day when I wake up, it's a choice. Well, what am I going to work on today? What would I like to create? And I've got a, a sort of a master list of possibilities, but I don't force myself into doing something that doesn't have any flow or any energy to it in that particular day. And it's the same for the projects and how long they last. And, you know, some of them just go, okay, I'm done now. I've, I've created what you needed to create from that. And some of them evolve into other things. So there's all sorts of possibilities there as to how it works. Yeah, no, it's I, I, very interesting that you've got projects talking back to you. I know I've had project managers talk back to me, but never actually had a <laughs> project talk back to me yet. But, you know, time changes, things can happen. Who knows? Um, so have you got any general advice for, for the, um, like the business owners that are actually listening at the moment? Just um, if, they, if they think they're getting close to burnout and, um, you know, they want to get beyond it. Yeah, okay, let me just look at that. So one of the things with burnout is that we rush from thing to thing to thing and we never really be present with any of it. And so our energy is always either in the past or in the future. It's not in the now. And one thing that, and it took me quite a while to actually work this out, but eventually I got there. And one thing that I saw that helped a lot was if I would just be present with whatever was in front of me, whoever was in front of me, and give that my full energy and attention, then all of my energy has to come into the now. And so it's not scattered everywhere else. I'm not thinking 3,000 things in the back of my head while I'm talking to someone. I'm like, oh, I'm here with you. Like as I'm talking to you, Fred, I'm present with you and I'm present with the people who are going to be listening. You know, yep. and, and when, you, when you be that, then you have everything you need in that moment. And so what that does is it kind of, um, it stops what I would call energy leakage. You know, we all have energy leakage in different ways. And all those little things that are in the back of your head that are nagging at you, that are sort of saying, oh, but what about me? But what about me? That are like, you know, all those things that you go, oh my gosh, I don't know when I'm going to do that. Those things are all energy leakage. And the more you can, like, keep just a master list of it, and I have what I call a list of micro-actions, and they're all those tiny little things, and sometimes they're big things, that literally are, you know, saying, what about me in the back of my head? And by writing them down, it takes them out of my head, and they know that they've got some attention. And then I be present with what's in front of me, because that just, it creates magic, you know, and it stops, it starts actually making you aware of what you're saying yes to that you shouldn't be, what you're saying no to that you could be saying yes to if you actually have the space. And it just allows this sort of recalibration of priorities, I guess is what I would call it. And that's a good place to start. There's a whole lot of places you can start, but that's one good place to start. So it's um it's been fascinating. I mean I've um yeah I, I, I've got a lot to think about this afternoon. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you and learn more about you know um, living beyond burnout and some of the other sidelines that you're working on, how's what's the best way for them to do that? Okay, so the book Living Beyond Burnout is at livingbeyondburnout.com. Um, you can find it there. And everything else is on my website, my main website, which is Creative Alchemy with an I on the end. Um, so A L C H E M I dot com. 
And um, yeah, basically everything is there in some way, shape or form and it leads you off to all the other side projects, websites and places and things. So yeah, thank you. It's been awesome talking to you, Fred. Yeah, no, it's been great. It's been great. I, I'm, I'm certainly going to have a look. I just had a brief look at your website and it looks magic as well, but um, I haven't had a look at any of your side uh, projects, so I, I might have to dig a bit deeper and see what's going on there and maybe you know we can have a chat later about one of those in particular. Yeah, look, that would be fun. I'd love to. Thank you so much. No, it's been a, been, been a magic session and uh, I hope it cools down for, a little bit for you in Queensland. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. See you later. Thanks, Lisa. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Just a quick reminder that if you are an expert in your field and you want to share your knowledge, then simply go to our website radio.abi.com.au and register your interest. You can also listen to more experts share their stories and expertise at the same address. That's radio.abi.com.au. Look forward to seeing you there. Take care and have a fantastic day.